Hey everyone, welcome to The Intimate Room, the show where we discuss unfiltered, intimate, and dynamic conversation. This is Erica Avila. I'm your girl Janine Latrice. My name is Pico Brown. I'm Victor Sided. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about a few things because we have a very special, beautiful lady joining us. She's originally from Chicago, a self-made entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of Claire, a tech company. She's also been been featured on season four of Ready to Love. Ready, Ready to, to love. love. So she's a reality TV star. So everybody, welcome to Sia Saffold. Welcome to Sia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for having me. You are looking lovely. Just as Thank pretty you as so you do you. in your Instagram photos. <laughs> I know those are not filtered. <laughs> you get the real deal right here. We're super excited to have you as a guest on our show today. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Tell- I am from Chicago. And um, I saw even when the, I think Victor's when we call it the 773 number, I refuse to give up my area code because they don't give it out anymore. That's true. So they run out of 773. So <laughs> I just <laughs> have to keep my number. I think I've had it for like 15 years now, so I'm not giving up my 773 area code. I do have another number that's a 571 local Virginia number, but no, I'm going to keep my 773 as long as I can. <laughs> so all your exes can still reach you. <laughs> yes. Yes, they can. That's why they make block. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Um, on the reunion of the, the show, right? I saw that you said something. You said in, in your Instagram post, you were like, I'm sorry, uh, the Chicago came out in me. So I want you to, <laughs> to tell us about that. Because that was interesting. You know, they say you can take the girl out the hood. You can't take the hood out the girl. <laughs> so, I am from inner city Chicago. And, you know, they was just trying me and playing in my face. So, sometimes Chicago to see it does come out. And, you know, I just don't like a lot of shenanigans and just drama. And I kind of was just over it. I think you saw that I was over it in the very first episode when I found out that I was at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all kidding me? <laughs> exactly. Like, are y'all blind? Like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> And then um, I was over at the reunion as well when I had to just walk off. Like, I think I was overwhelmed with a lot of personal stuff, too. But it just we were sitting on those camera lights for so long. And what you all see is to be like seven minute snippets, really like hours long. Mm-hmm. And it's just like y'all have been arguing for over an hour and everybody in here is over 30. So I just could not deal. <laughs> yeah, I hope I didn't embarrass my mama. She said I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> What makes you decided to go for Ready to Love? Well, actually, one of my close friends did the season right before me, the Houston season. So Kyra is actually from Chicago as well, and she and I met in undergrad at DePaul University. And so she um, was like, oh, they're coming to D.C. I was like, girl, I would never do anything like that. And so a couple, she's like, I'm going to send you the link to apply. And so maybe like three or four days later, she's like, did you apply? I was like, no. She's like, just apply. If they call you, they call you. If they don't, then you're off scotch free. You don't have to worry about it. I I filled out that link. They called me in two hours. Whoa. I was like, wait, I was just playing. Hold up, hold up. I was just playing. Right? <laughs> and it just like kept. I was like, okay, maybe that was like a sign. It was a thing. So I just like kept going with it. And I just made it from round to round to round. Next thing you know, I was on that show, child. I don't know what happened. It happened so fast. So. Wow. That's how I got introduced to the show. <laughs> Were you really looking for somebody? Yes, I was. Even my mom was like, I really hope you find somebody. Maybe this is your chance. She don't have, my mom has two children and neither one of us have children. So she oh, doesn't wow. have, she's not a grandma. 
I know. And my sister's older than me. She's three years older than me, so she's waiting on something. She's like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this can be it. And so, yeah, I was naively looking for love. I consider myself an alpha female, and I see a lot of those qualities in you. Um, how do you, do you consider yourself to be an alpha female? No. And really? And that is like the craziest thing to me that people are saying, I am You not really present female, to be that way. Yes. <laughs> no, I am not. Lead me. Pay these bills, okay? <laughs> I am submissive. I'm cooking every morning. I no, I am not an alpha female. I was not raised like that. I think my mom can be alpha. I think that's because she had to, but right. no, like I am not an alpha female. I mean, I definitely can like hold my own, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us are in that role because we have, have to. Be. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, but as soon as so I get it, I'm letting it all go. I yes, know that's right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? Don't worry, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. No, I'm waiting. I I do not consider myself an alpha female at all. Do you think (laughs) on the show people saw you that way? Yeah, and I really think it's because I talked about my business, Mm -hmm. which is like crazy. (laughs) That's really crazy to me. It's like I left a well beyond six-figure job to like take a leap. Right. So yes, I'm talking about that. This is my life. Right. You know, and I I mentioned this in one of my other interviews that when I talk about my business, it's really, if you get to know me intimately enough, it's really a metaphor for who I am and what I've been through in my life. So it's not just about like, oh, yeah, I jumped off the bridge and I started this business. It's really like I am a risk taker and I have over- overcome so much adversity and I'm a hustler. So don't play with me. You know, like that right. is what I'm telling you. And if you know me, if you get a chance to know me, you will really start to decode what I'm trying to show you about myself. Right. And so. It's not just about my job. It's about who I am and my DNA and what makes me myself. And if you if you run it because I'm talking about my job, you're never going to really get to know me. And so a lot of them folded very quickly. And I was just like, OK, bye. You right. Going anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So how was the energy in the room being the confident, curvy woman? You know, I got a couple comments from a guy on the show. He's like, oh, nobody ever really dated a woman like you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean like me? Yep. He was like, you know, like curvy. And I was like, Camille thick too. Like, right. what you talking about? Right. You know? And he was like, nah, I'm not like it. I think that I probably have more bust than Camille. Mm-hmm. And you know, we really need to get back to what like real women look like. And like in Chicago, a lot of women look like me. It's not a rarity. You know, like right. there's a lot of, you know, all of our grandparents came from the South. They came from Mississippi. We've been eating greens, cornbread, all that for a very long time, you know, so I, I, I find it odd when people kind of call that out because I know so many women that um, look like me. So, yeah, my aunties look like me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they think too. So, yeah, I, I always think that that's kind of odd, but I think that plays into like social media standards and just all of that stuff as well. But, yeah, it's not a... I'm not the eyeball out when I'm around my family and friends. A lot of us look like this. So I don't know. Yeah, I just I was surprised that they made that a real issue, and it was obvious obvious through the door that it was because you were curvy. Yeah, and I think that um now the guys act like they don't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> they like <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't do that. I didn't even notice you were thick. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know, and honestly, they still say like, oh, like I was so attracted to you, it wasn't a thing. And so I don't know um, if the weight really played an issue, but some of them did try to swing back around. And so I don't know. I think a lot of people lost weight during that show. Seriously, like so many people lost weight wow. during the show. And um, some people have written me on Instagram like, oh, I see you're swimming down. I'm like, no, I never knew, but that TV adds pounds is oh, a real yeah. thing because mm-hmm. I um, did not lose any weight. You know, I hadn't lost any weight. And so I'm like, I'm the same size that I was, but, you know, TV does make me look heavier. I really kind of thought that that was a myth, but it, it is a real thing. I learned that really quickly that it's actually real. Mm-hmm. It does um, add weight. Most men are sexually active. So it's like, oh, you don't want to date, but you want to hump and pump and move. You know Say that. Mm-hmm. Come on now. So mm-hmm. like, most yes. men are doing something. <laughs> You know, so like, I'm not sure they're dating, but I'm thinking, honestly, like most men are probably sexually active. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at Pico. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you have a lot of um, expectation in relationships? <laughs> so I'm like a dead by teddy bear type of, yeah. So I'm not into the abs and all of that anyway. And as I've been trying to show, I always go medium ugly. Um, So you just, you just get treated better that way. <laughs> you know, a lot of those, you know, so many of my exes were like, yo, do you think I'm medium ugly? And I'm just like, no, but it's clear that I'm the prettier one in this relationship. So it's not that you're ugly, but it's like, you're not going to be on the cover of GQ and we all know that. And so like your other assets, like your resume and your, what you make in your car and how you treated me were your, those were the shining things on your resume. It wasn't up to your, like, your body or anything, like, or your face, you know? So, I mean, I'm just more attracted to men like that. I'm definitely not in that 666 where you need to be doing all of this. I do think that income matters, and that's just in comparison to what that person is making and their lifestyle. So that also is a thing. You know, Victor said it's just money. I'm like, it ain't just money now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, to that point about men being intimidated, I think it's really just a confidence thing. Y'all, I was... Literally a year ago, I was talking to a FedEx driver. You couldn't tell this man nothing like. Mm-hmm. And he spent more money on me than the guy I was dating that drove a Maserati. And it, it just depends on the person. You right. know, he had a lot of confidence and he catered to a lot of my needs. He heard me. He was a great listener. He fed me. He was like, oh, did you eat today? You know, and it really didn't, it didn't matter what he made. I think it was like a confidence thing. And he just was like so determined. To just kind of like get me in a bag that he did. He put all the tricks out, you know, and I've had more attention and more time spent with men who are not making all of that money because a lot of guys that do are, are up there in the upper echelon. So they have a lot of options and society socializes them, but they don't have to do much. A good looking mm-hmm. man doesn't have to do what a man that's not good looking has to do, you know, or the man that's not making that much money or doesn't have those shiny fancy cars. And so they have attitude problems and they can be stubborn and they can, you know, be um just like don't compromise and not moldable. You know, I'm kind of entering this like slightly cougar phase, which I was like so anti dating younger men. And now I'm meeting men that are 30. I'm 33. Um, and I'm meeting men that are 30. 
and 29 and they're like, yeah, we can do that. Okay, I heard what you said. Make the adjustment. Point in case, I, my birthday is April 20th. And this guy was like, I'm taking you to dinner for your birthday. And I was like, dinner? That ain't no birthday gift. Like, you used to be to dinner <laughs> last week. Or, he's like, no, no, no. It's going to be a five-star restaurant. I'm like, no, that's not a birthday gift. Give. One day later, he was like, I'm flying us out to Dallas. And we want to see Jasmine Sullivan. I already got the tickets. Boom. That's a birthday gift. And he's just like, I heard what you said. See a problem. Fix a problem. And if I was dealing with some six-figure, six-pack having man that's driving an AMG Benz truck, he probably wouldn't have done that because he don't have to. Right. So, you know, I always go for like the medium level because they want to really try to make sure that you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and sad. life is better like that. Look, I'm going to live a life of luxury. <laughs> you have to look at what value, you know, and how that person will treat you. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's important that there are other values. But I think that some things, especially if you have been there before and you are there, it shouldn't be looked at as like, oh, you're like trying to date here and you want like lawyer standards because like I personally don't date broke men and I think that broke is relative right and people are like oh well why does it matter how much um, money he makes and it's like honestly like the truth is that like I don't have to date a man that's broke like I just don't like I have physically and mentally tapped myself out of that category and so it's like there's other things where I feel as though if you um, have not mastered your craft right whatever you're doing you could be a photographer for instance and like maybe that realm is not making a lot of money but you don't need to be dating me you need to be figuring out how you can make more money taking pictures of people right and so there's like this this stage that i feel like people are in it also has to work it, it goes to like who you are as a person because like i do take care of myself i do work out and i go to the gym and i do like i'm mentally well i went to a therapist for years and so it's like i don't i broke men i don't have to do that at all so yeah so i think that though that those things matter so um would you like how did you take a chance with the guy from fedex because he delivered Sounds like he did his job all the way around. <laughs> so, yeah, but he wasn't like broke, but he made a lot less than I did. And again, I'm a, I, I, I'm what they call like a sapiosexual. You have to get me in my mind first. And like, I remember one time it was like my first shot at my business and I had got these uh, t-shirts. I was trying to get these t-shirts made and he was like, you don't need to go to them companies with it. I could take you on somewhere in Southeast DC. I know somebody and it's like, this man was so invested in me and my business and it took him from here to there, right? And it's like, if you just looking at all the outside stuff, you will miss men like that and you will be unhappy in your marriage. But those are the type of things that keep a partnership afloat. And I'm smart enough to realize that. So that's how he got to stick around for so long. It's because he just really played his cards well and he was really invested in what I had going on. Supportive. Very supportive. That's like almost number one on my list is support. If I say I'm selling hot dogs, you need to be like, well, you want muscle relish or ketchup? Like, that's how I am. You got to support me. You got to support whatever. So that's like number one on my list. Awesome. And do you think that it's different when you date um, in other cities? Like, you know, you're from Chicago, but you're in D.C. and you obviously traveled and meet people from everywhere. You were on the show. I don't know that everybody was from originally from D.C. So how do you Mm -hmm. find dating and how does it differ when you date people from Chicago and then someone from outside of Chicago? Yeah, I think that just like the city um, really scopes the culture of dating and actually like just who they are. Like, I think that Cali men are so weird and <laughs> it doesn't matter. But if you go to Cali, there's like this melting pot. And to be honest, a lot of black men are not dating black women. They're dating biracial women. They're dating Asian women. They're dating white women. And so 
it's like, yo, like, where your swag at? You kind of weird. And they got, like, this very, like, um, metro kind of style. And they're wearing, like, tight jeans and skater bands and shit. And I'm just like, oh, that's not really, you know, my style. And then, like, Chicago is like, oh, you kind of look too rough around the edges. And I think it's also because I didn't spend a lot of my, like, adult life actually living in Chicago. I got my master's degree in Texas, and then I moved to New York, and then I moved to D.C. So I actually haven't ever lived as an adult in my own apartment in Chicago, you know? And so I feel like now when I go back home and I do meet men, um, which is so weird because when I was living in Chicago, I couldn't I couldn't catch a fly with a, a, a bucket, right? And then now it's like, where you been? Hey, stranger. And I'm like, you wait till I move to try to approach me or date me. It's just, you know, very weird. And so, yeah, those guys, like Chicago is just, it's a rougher city and it has, you have to have a lot of grit. And so I think you see that come out in um, daily Chicago men as well. And DC men are kind of like too crude and preppy. I don't want to talk about work after work, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you got to pick, pick your battles. <laughs> where are you at now in your, in your life? In terms of, in terms, of, in terms of dating, dating. so single single she said her birthday's coming up <laughs> she almost might have a birthday trip <laughs> i picked up on that i am single and like having a blast dating mm-hmm. i really am having a good time and i think that when you have your ducks in a row you really attract a different type of person like i think before when i was like broken and depressed and insecure you know like i was attracting all these narcissists and men that were emotionally unavailable and now it's just like I damn near can't choose at this point. I'm like, ooh, somebody heart gonna be broken at the end of the summer when I have to settle down for the fall, you know. But, you know, I just attract so many good men with just light and love, and that's just so important, you know. And so I just really have been attracting great options that, you know, we just having a a great time. So I'm single and dating. Awesome. (laughs) Is there like a timeline? Yeah, I really am trying to settle down. But I also want to, um, I feel sorry for the men that are kind of in this stage because I really am a lot more strict about who I'm entertaining and what they bring to the table and all that stuff. And so I'm definitely trying by the end of this year to really like buckle down and pick somebody because I, I don't think my husband is a male man. So I don't think he's going to come knocking on my door. So I, need to, <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to get it together and buckle down a little bit. So yeah, I think it's also like I'm like reclaiming my time. Or like I feel like that they didn't owe me reparations or something. Like, I need to, like, sell my royal oath now before I really buckle down because I went through so much drama half of it was my fault half of it was there and i just was not in a good place when i was dating now that i'm like great i'm like oh this is fun like I, how long i need to know how long it's gonna last so yeah i think that i'm trying to buckle down by the end of the year does it mean that none of them not seeing anything in the men right now Ooh, you, that, victor that you're trying to have her answer that <laughs> okay, so, you don't gotta okay. answer that I mean, <laughs> off the record so I, i'm just trying to know no. What is, is it anything different from the men right now? Do do they have potential to be the right. one? Yeah. Any of them? Oh, yes. I don't, you know, that's the thing too. I think there's a lot of people that are dating. They like just uh, steal feet just to be doing something. And it's like, no, I, all of them are really like great men and high poly and really have potential. I don't, I'm just, I'm a tourist. So I'm by nature, I'm just a nester and I like to like build a home. I'm like, okay, I like you, you like me. Let's build a home, right? But I am, um, 
um, it's, it's not just like regular regular people just to entertain myself. So, no, they all are, are great and they really do have potential to um, be that person. Hmm, I see your whole own show coming on. <laughs> <laughs> like dating with yeah. intention. Like if you're meeting, you know, good value men, high, you know, high quality men of they meet your standards. I feel like you're obviously you're interested. You're having fun. You're enjoying yourself. They're enjoying you. You're you're still dating. Is there a timeline when you say, OK, after this much time, you've showed me this much. So this is the breaking point. Or if by this time he don't show me something that you're looking for and it don't naturally come out of him, is there a cutoff time? I'm an extremist by nature. It's either I don't like it or I love it. And I just think it's a feeling that you get. I can't really put a timeline on it if it extends further than what I thought. It's because I didn't feel it with this person. And so, you know, I'm not just like, oh, yeah, by the end of the year, I'm going to like pick you because you fit in that timeline. I really think that when I meet that person, I'm really going to feel it and I may be late I may be early who knows I may catch me on the gram and I'm like ah! <laughs> 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 who knows you know so I think you'll really feel it when it's the person good answer so do you believe that you have a Mr. Right if so what are what are those qualities and what does he look like Ooh, I do I have I have some Mr. Right and um they all are like I always have the shepherds, not the sheep. I think that they are like renegades in their way, like they don't follow, you know, the ways of other other fishes. And I I love that um about them. Um and I say and that's important to me because like I take a lot of risk and you don't necessarily have to be have your own business, but I think you have to understand me and not trying to talk me out of these leaps, you know, that I'm trying to do. And so like, that's, that's really important. Um, they're a great listener and they fulfill my love language, which is at the service. That is my number one love language. And so these are the people that, you know, just yesterday I was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to eat there. I came home to Peruvian chicken. And right now, now you talking my language, right? <laughs> like, those type of things are so important. And that's a $20 effort, right? You know, I have chicken at a Peruvian place, like $14. Okay. So <laughs> that is, that's nothing you know but he was like I don't want you to have to worry about food and those are the men that like keep creeping up creeping up because when you think about how if you want a, your lifelong partner you know those things I just feel like are really what's going to extend that time and like keep me I don't ever want to be in an uh, unhappy marriage and I really think that those like fundamental things where you can see people's character and who they really are are so important and so yeah I think they all are fairly tall I think one is six four one is six five even though I do not have a height requirement at all like I've dated men that are like five seven you know so I don't have a height requirement. Um, but yeah, they just are into me. And I think that if you never I always say it's a difference between like, love, and adoration. Mm-hmm. And if you had a man that adore you, that is a different type of feeling. Yeah. And I've had like, love, or let me add lust in there. And then you have right. like adoration. But when you <laughs> met a man that adores you, that is just, it's really a different type of experience. So um, I'm kind of an adoration stage, you know, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I do, I realize how easy dating is <laughs> versus when I was like an emotional wreck and just gaslighting and selfish and toxic and you know, all that stuff you know and so I think that now it's like girl do not date no man unless you love yourself right yeah and it sounds cliche but that is really the best advice you will end up with a circus of clowns if you date 
and you do not actually feel good about yourself. And whatever that looks like for you, it could mm-hmm. be your job, it could be how you look in your clothes, it could be whatever milestones and goals you have for yourself. But if you do not feel great about yourself, you should not be dating. It's a terrible road to go down. Yeah, you're speaking to the masses now because there's yeah, a lot of people in that situation. <laughs> it's not easy to like and love yourself. It's not an easy thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just people are so critical. You, your biggest critic, and then like Instagram. Every time you turn on Instagram, it's some um, twenty-four inch, forty-four hip booty, big booty model. <laughs> 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 and you're like, damn, let me go to the gym. Let me put this burger down. Okay, you know. So it's just like that. It's hard. You know, we face a lot of criticism, and just you know, it's really just and just go where the light is. I've dated men, and literally, it's like something is gray about you. It's like nothing is having like a negative nate right and mm-hmm. it's like go to the light like lead with the light and you'll always be in a good place is there any advice or something that you would have told yourself looking back at the show or that you would do differently if you had the opportunity to go and you wanted to go on another dating show I tell myself girl it ain't that serious because the way that I internalize a lot of that stuff on that show it's kind of like now it's so crazy I will meet people out they were like oh you're on the show and one time I was like what show it's like such not a part of my identity that I'm just so disconnected from that and I had a life before then and I still have one now and like a lot of my um what I'm doing is not even connected to the show mm-hmm. and there are some people which no shade are still riding that show wave and it's just kind of like you know I'm not really connected to the show in that way and I think that it just was just like this show passed you know all of the intricacies and just people on the show and things they said and girl, when that new season come out, they're gonna be like Cecilia, who? Right. Nobody <laughs> thinking about me. They thinking about you know the, the people that's on the stage now. So yeah, I I think that I would just mostly say that you know it ain't even that serious, girl. Life don't right. go on. All right. So how about your social media platform? It looks amazing. Your content is great, and I love that you're doing like you focus on fragrance. Yes, I do a couple of things like fragrance, beauty, and um. Just like, um, I would say like intimate apparel, like bras, um, lingerie, stuff like that. Um, that's kind of like the things that I'm doing in a plus my bit. But yeah, you know, influencer, it's a lot of work, y'all. <laughs> and I did not really sign up for that. And it's such a strategy to it. And um, it's really a lot of work. And I'm still swimming my way to trying to find a method to the madness. So, Cecilia, we did a show a couple weeks ago about um, this whole movement of I don't need a man. How do you feel about that? Because we have so many women that are screaming that right now. I don't need a man. I can support myself. I can do for myself. I can, you know, I have my own. I'm in my lane. And that idea. So this, this is two parts to that. So one of it is that I meet so many women that get a man and they lose their friends. They're not as active. They're not this or whatever. And so right. to that point, there are so many women that actually don't know what life is like without seeking love, in love or whatever. And listen, I will hang out with my girlfriends any day, you know. I really think that like friendships and um, relationships with your your inner core friends and family is so important. And so um, there is a little piece of it where it's like, enjoy your life. You know, you shouldn't always be looking for the next relationship. Right. But I think this is what Tabitha said to Wendy when Wendy was like, oh, why you retire your husband? And she said, I hope love finds you. And a part of that is that a lot of these women haven't been loved well. Okay. When you have been loved good, okay, you will be like, yes, give it to me. 
I right. want all of that. I do Say it loud. <laughs> Say that again. Right. Because if you ever had a good man, then you would be like, yes, I need a man. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And, you know, um, a lot of those women just have not been loved properly. And that's why they scream they don't need a man. Because if you ever had a real good man, you need one, girl. You Seriously. One. <laughs> <laughs> Better hold on to him. <laughs> yeah, like, it could be a beautiful thing if, if it's done right, you know. So Totally agree yeah. with that. I have some high expectations because one of my very first views, because he pursued me when we were young, like, just set the bar high. And from mm-hmm. that point on, if they don't match up to that, I feel like they're they fall short. for me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was so good to me. He was that that guy that just adored me. I, I feel like when a man adores you, they're submissive with you. And we as women, we want that nurturing because we're naturally the nurturers, the caretakers. What I can say is that a lot of times when you're used to like this certain thing, you miss the other ways that it's packaged. And you could just be looking for that man to do those. Oh, he brought me flowers every week. And it's like, well, he may be right. You flowers every week, but your gas tank ain't never been on eat. So right. You're like missing it, right? You mm-hmm. know, like you have to, um, I think that when you're like comparing it to something, especially like a blast from the past, where I was a blast, you can't bend back on me. So like, I'm not really looking at or, but I think there is a standard that you can have that I think is like a general baseline. But just be open to all the other sprinkles that can happen you know, in that same department that may just look a little different than what you have before. Thank you. Anything new you got coming up? Why don't you share with our audience where they can find you? So my <laughs> personal Instagram is E-I-S-I-A X-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z